As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is year four, brah. This is year four. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite December baseball fantasy theme show, with with uh, yeah, with plenty of uh, offshoots along the way, it's under the radar. Part of the Athletic Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Oh yeah, I'm actually not sure if Tops Project Seventy is still sponsoring us, but even if they're not, uh, Keith Shore just came out with a really awesome Derek Jeter card that was in the style of Garbage Pail Kids. So shout out to Tops, regardless. With me as always, my friend Yorzika. Hello, my friends. Hello, what guys? What's happening? What's happening? What's up? Your friend of mine, the West Coast base, Derek Rebe. What's going on, guys? Everything is coming up sunshine. Hey, speaking oh. of sunshine, did you guys watch the Beatles movie? Uh, the Beatles like uh, miniseries? Not yet. I still haven't taken the money you gave me to get a Disney Plus subscription. I still haven't. <laughs> I, I still have the money. That's <laughs> dirty. Really? That's dirty. DVR. I just haven't picked up the Disney Plus yet. Now there's two things I need to watch on there. Yeah. What was the other one? Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. yeah Hamilton. Hamilton. Well, The Mandalorian also. I mean, Disney Plus is really good. But but Nando did watch. Midnight Run, and you yeah. have a review. You have a review. You didn't like it. No, I, I did. No, I liked it. Uh, I was expecting like this l- crazy legendary movie to emerge, and to, me to be like, "Oh my god, these are all these cultural touch points and these jokes I've been missing." Um, it was a star. It was a good movie. Cannonball Run Two is better. <laughs> Cannonball Run Two, two. is better. Yeah. Cannonball yeah. Run Two is better. I think that's what you wrote me. And I just was so disgusted <laughs> I couldn't respond. I know. I was just like, I just, I, I don't know what to say. I don't even know what to say about that. Do you guys watch the TV show Succession? Everybody does, man. Yo, did you see the so? Well, hold on, let's just let's just tell people we will oh, be getting, there's going to be a lot of baseball talk in the show. We're going to go through all the free agent moves, who we like, who we don't like, how oh, long cool. we think their lockout might last. Um, I want to get into a uh, a new obs- off season obsession of mine. Um, I got his card in a pack, and I'm like, who's Jose Garcia? And that's not the name that he uses. So Jose Barrero. Yes, yeah, I'm big into him right now. I, that's a that's a that's a, DVR. That is a prime Nando guy right there. Yes, that it is, is like that is like a perfect Nando guy and a guy that Alex Cushing has like put on my radar in a big old way with a trade that he made in August in the Devil's Rejects. By the way, is there a little echo going or is it just in my headphones? That's probably just you. 
All right, good. As long as I don't know. You want to, should we? Do you want to stop the show? Uh, no, 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 no. I don't want to stop the show because if you guys aren't hearing it, it won't come through on the streamyard. But I just wanted to double check because if it was like, yeah, it's doing that the whole show, that would be annoying. But no, it's okay. Get a little clink, clink, clink because we are after. We are literally after dark. It's big time after dark. It's like yeah, you know, it's one of the shortest days of the year. It's we're five hours after dark basically at this point. Yeah, we are we are seriously after dark. It is true, and I'm 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 using up some political capital, but I gotta hang with the boys, with the men, with the guys. Yeah. All right. Sorry, we interrupted you, Ian, just to make sure people knew, you know, before they start yeah, that we are gonna. It. This is not this is not a TV. This is well, you know, just the Succession episode. Um, I had read an article today because we didn't watch it Sunday night because the HBO Max like it wasn't working. And so I was like, Oh man, everyone's watching this succession episode. And I said to my wife, I was like, I, we've got to watch. I think, can I say a spoiler alert? Close your ear. If you haven't seen this episode, this week's episode of succession, please don't listen to the next 40 seconds. There we go. So I read this article today in, I think it was New York magazine talking about the actor who plays Kendall Roy. And I said to my wife, I was like, I think Kendall Roy is dead. They, they're killing Kendall in that no episode chance. last night. Zero percent yep. chance. Listen, listen. I said, and she said, why? And I said, because um, because the way the other actors are talking about him in this article, you, you don't talk about fellow actors like that if you're doing a show with them anymore. Like how you he's can't. difficult? Yeah, you can't talk about it. You, you don't do that. But once somebody leaves the show, you could say, that guy was tough, but, you know, God bless him and all the best, which is kind of the vibe that you get from that article, that he's just a really method actor which is tough to deal with, to be honest. I mean, you can't really have that on a set where you're on set for 14 hours. That's tough. But and then so I'm like, we got to watch this. We got to watch this now. I'm going to see a spoiler. I don't want to see a spoiler. And and then it ends the way it ends. And we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think that's it. You don't think that's it? You think you think he's still still uh, still climbing? Yeah. You know, what bothered me about that episode was uh, um, someone from The Ringer wrote like, hey, you got to watch this one live. And we watched it, and we finished it. We're like, why do we have to watch that live? Like, I because guess to avoid what happened spoilers, at the end. What? Yeah, he put his, that, which was he the put thing. His head I was in the water like, to see how long it took for the kid to drown, like his father suggested earlier in the episode. <laughs> no, the, the the moment that was absolutely chilling for me was when the fought when Kendall Roy when when they're having dinner, and he says, "Bring your son out to eat that first. That was like pure. Was oh man, I was like, whoa, holy smoke. So anyway, that's what's going on with Succession. There's your midnight run. DVR and I did. Well, I didn't do the auction, but there was an auction Saturday night. But I had to go to this event, which was not great because I missed out on doing an auction. But my partner, Steve Gardner, the FSWA recent uh, Hall of Famer, did the did it for us. And we did. Uh, he did a bang up job. We worked our tails off on Friday and Saturday to prep for it. He did a great job. And we did our first uh, auction of the year. And DVR, how'd you feel about it? Played the middle, which I don't like to do, but I think is more important to future success for me. So I guess time will tell. And I got some cheap, interesting keepers, I guess, to make it feel like I had some value value with upside, whereas, you know, the Conforto, Rizzo types that I was loading up with throughout, those guys aren't guys you're excited about for the next three years. They're just undervalued for a little while. Jose Barrero was among them. Nice. Yes. Yes. See, Ronzi Contreras. Ronzi Contreras for five bucks. I, I think he could be really good. That one was super clever because in this league, as we've talked about before, it's a plus three if you have them. And I'm guessing he's a plus three, right? Contreras? Yeah, he's got to be. He barely yeah. pitched in the big leagues. No, I, lo- I really like your draft. I love your Darno for eight, your Sanchez for nine. Um, I like your Nicky Lopez for five, your Barrero for three. Although Barrero is a plus five, not a plus three. Um, Hap, okay, whatever. I mean, I'm fine with that. Uh, Tucker, you still got some build there. You you went for Keston Hura for two bucks. Why not? 
uh, yeah, no, I, I really liked your, I, I liked it. I liked it. And Copac for $14. Nice. Look at that. There's Premium your, price for uh, a former yeah. knucklehead. Yeah, still That's right. <laughs> Once a knucklehead, always a knucklehead. Kind of still a knucklehead. Till, uh, we went we went a, a slightly different way. Um, I, all I wanted was pitchers with upside, right? I wanted pitchers coming off of injury uh, because we're not playing for this year. We we are in the build for 2023, super excited about it. And we got Tyler Glass now for six bucks. Uh, DVR, you actually put him up, didn't you? No, it was Winnick who put him up, and then you bid a few yeah, times. Yeah, I was bidding a little bit on him. Yeah, yeah. What was your what was your play there? I'm I'm curious. I just wanted to get him for single digits next year, so I think I was going up to like four because he's a plus five guy, so he'd be nine, and I figured that's probably three easy years to keep him if he comes back healthy, maybe more. We had him. We had him for twenty one dollars, and then we couldn't keep him for twenty one dollars to come off. But we got him for six, so I'm all in because we're going to keep him for eleven, sixteen, twenty one, twenty six, thirty one. Like that. That's how I see it. I'm just thrilled to have him because we have so many good young hitters on this team that are going to come up at the same time. So I just wanted to find us a couple of pitchers. So we got Strasburg for nine bucks, which means if he came through, we could keep him for an additional five to 14 to 19. That's about as far as he'll get before his arm falls off. Uh, Herman Marquez, we got for two bucks, which just isn't that bad at all. That seems like crazy actually. Yeah. That's even if he doesn't get traded. I don't know. Nando, do you, I I sort of have a a X on all Colorado pitchers. Would you be, you're willing to, to play Marquez? Yeah, he's he's to me he's different. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like I know obviously he's affected by it. He's the home road slits, whatever, whatever. But he he keeps his whip relatively low. Um, I think every year Colorado plays, they're learning a little more about how to kind of work around the the circumstances. And he's I mean he gets you a lot of strikeouts. There's always a way you could just you know start him on the road games, but. I don't know, man. I, I just like him a lot, and for two bucks, I think that's a steal, man. He was like yeah, a, because then he was like seventeen bucks year? two years ago. You know what I mean? Like he was, people were all over him. That's the key. I, I really want to say this. So, like we we made a huge trade with Carabell and Cockroft. Did you see that trade, DVR? I don't know if you had an opinion about that trade, uh, but we moved uh, two years of Brandon Lau and like three four years of Ryan Mountcastle plus uh, two years of Jose Barrios. And a second round pick and a fifth round pick. And there was another piece too, gosh, for 12 years of Julio Rodriguez. Is it 12? 12. That's deep, man. <laughs> All right. And the reason the reason we did it was I'm driving home from Washington, D.C. on business. And I sort of got a little taste of it. And Cockcroft, uh, Tristan and I are, are talking on the phone. He's like, look, I just I don't want to give up Julio Rodriguez. And I just I, I, I call up uh, James Anderson ding, and I say, hey, James, I just need an honest comp on uh, Julio Rodriguez. I mean, we know he's great. He's a top two prospect, maybe number one prospect. Oh, and also a really good contract on Edward Cabrera. So it was Edward Cabrera on a really good contract. Jose Barrios for two years. Mountcastle for three years. Brandon Lau for two years. A second and a fifth. Or it was just a fifth at the time. And then James says, uh, you want a comp? He said, you want upside comp or you just want a comp comp? I was like, I don't want an upside comp. I want a comp comp. Like, who is he? And he, he pauses and he goes, Juan Soto. I said, what? He said, it's Juan Soto, man. I said, no, come on, really? Juan Soto? And he says, that's my comp. That's why he's the number one prospect. And I was like, so I call up Steve. I'm like, we just got to keep giving more. We got to give more. So uh, Steve's like, okay, I trust you. So I added a second round pick. And I said to Tristan, I was like, look, you're getting so much value here. 
and you have so many opportunities, but because, and we had 18 keepers and you can only keep 15. So it wasn't just for Julio Rodriguez because then we also got to keep Marcus Stroman uh, for a buck for, he was a dollar. So for $6 and uh, Garrett Mitchell, who I still have some high hopes for and your boy, Ty France, uh, who we could keep for nine bucks. So, but it, so it wasn't all four of them for one because we got to take, keep these other guys that we would have had to drop, but Cabrera, Berrios, Mountcastle and Lau combining to about nine years for 10 to 12 years of Julio Rodriguez. DVR, how did we do? I think you did well. I mean, I think it's one of those trades where, if I remember, the team that they're taking over, Tristan and Eric, they're new to the league this year. That team is built to play right now. So yes, that's right. If, if they win a title because they made this trade, then it's worth it for them. And the idea is you're probably going to win a title at some point with a core that has Julio Rodriguez in it. So it could be one of those trades that works out really well for both of you. Is Ronas in this league? No, no. Nope. This is a this is a keeper dynasty league. Ronas doesn't go there. But okay. this is this is this is a this is a really strong league. I mean, these are really great players. That it's great players. We won't go through the roster, but they're all a lot of Hall of Famers in this league. And it's who the team we're building around is Julio Rodriguez, Adley Rutschman, Novelli Marte, Andrew Vaughn, Corbin Carroll, Robert Hassel, Brennan Davis, Francisco Alvarez. Uh, I said Robert Hassel and Garrett Mitchell. That's who we're building around. That's the, that's the idea. And we've got Judge, um, who we'll keep. And we've got Jared Walsh, who we're going to keep for a little while. It's longer. interesting you're keeping Aaron Judge. Yeah, he's $19. It's an OBP league. It seems it's an absolute no-brainer for me. I guess, could his value not be lower? His value is really high right now. Is it? Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he oh. had he's a, he's a top... He's a second round pick right now. Nah, probably beginning of third. But in an OBP league, OBP, oh, yeah, DVR, yeah, right. I mean, top 15, top 18 player maybe in OBP? Yeah, I think so. That's what I think too. By the way, I don't want to, I just want to go back to Ian Khan with five hours of driving has to strike fear <laughs> into his opponents. Can you imagine him just. <laughs> You are not wrong. Just man. going down the list, like oh, <laughs> Siri, call Alex Cushing. Siri, yep. <laughs> I called call Ralph Ariel Lifshitz. Cohen. Yeah, I called. I, I called Lifshitz. I was like, I need a comp on Soto. I need a comp on Soto. I was like, I, I needed. I, I just had to be sure, you know, because it's a big, it's a big old trade, and and it just felt great. And then Tristan, I thought was the one who wanted the deal, and I spoke to him a couple of days later, and he was like, No, no, Ian, I didn't want to make the trade. It was Carol. Eric wanted to make the trade. And I was like, really? I thought the whole time it was you because he was doing all the negotiating. He was like, no, I was holding him back. I didn't want, I wanted to keep Julio Rodriguez. I wanted to just, you know, have, a, and I did certainly didn't want to give him to you. So like, but Eric was like, it's just too much value. And his team, that, that team is really ready to go right now because they have Otani, which can be used as both hitter and pitcher, which is absolutely thrilling. And I wish tried to trade for him last year because it's the only league that I know of that you can use him in both spots. That team is good. That team is ready to go. They got a chance to win the whole thing. And I'm rooting for him because I got half my team. Who'd they take over for? Uh, Trace Wood. Very good player. Tough oh, to I trade. I like Trace Wood, Oof. yeah. Yeah, smart guy. Good he player. He Fantasyland. Was he? Yeah. I, you know, I, th- I bet this whole this whole league was in Fantasyland. This is Chandler's Dynasty League. All so right. it's Chandler has a team. Todd Zola has a team. Brian Walton has a team. Jeff Erickson has a team. Um DVR took over a team. I've got a team with Steve. Yeah, it's 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 pretty fun. I, I really do enjoy this league. It's it's great. It's really great. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Oh, let's talk some moves. a lot of talking. Well, I think it's good, though. You know, it's not like, you know, it's, I think it's good. I would have stopped you. We would have interrupted you a couple more times. Now, people have been reaching out wondering when we were going to do a show, so that's why we're doing it. Oh, I should have had the guy from Twitter. I should have, we, had, we got a nice Twitter comment, uh, but I forgot his name. And uh, I did reference you in the, in the group chat. That's right. <laughs> He's like, we got to do it for the guy. Yeah. And for Ariel Cohen, who is like, when's your next episode going to be? There it is. Uh, well, you just are you just segueing yourself? That's really weird that you didn't do the impression when you segue yourself. This season. That was that was it. This is season four of our show. Who said something? No, not don't a, guarantee not someone said something. No, guarantee DVR. someone didn't. People love it. Are you kidding? They love the R.L. Cohen. But this is you know, I, I season three was all R.L. Cohen all the time. Season four, I'm, I'm working on a new impression. Who? Don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> but it's <laughs> too easy. It's, it's too easy at this point. <laughs> Uh, though, though, once we start, he and I start prepping together. I'm sure it'll come back. I just haven't talked to him in a while. Uh, DVR Noah Syndergaard is a Los Angeles Angel. What does that do to his value? I mean, it, it seems like he's ready to go. Like it's he's good. You know, he's had his what 18 months by the time we start again. Whenever we start again, um, I mean, I don't, I don't think people are making a big de- a big enough deal out of this signing. It seems kind of like he's a Tommy John castaway, but he's a uh, he could be awesome. That rotation could be good, or no. I think it's weird that they've just struggled so much to, to develop pitching. Syndergaard is, you know, a finished product, a guy that can pitch like an ace. I, I, I like the move more than most people like it. I think people had issues with it because it's only one year and they give the draft pick because, of course, the Mets gave there them a qualifying offer. There it is. Time to do sit-ups. Let's go. <laughs> it's, um, it's really just a question of innings. I mean, do you if you're projecting workload for Noah Syndergaard, are you comfortable projecting him for... 180 innings this season? I mean, only through two coming off surgery. Are they going to play enough games for that? Well, yeah. I mean, like uh, I, I'm probably wrongly assuming that we are going to get most of a spring training and a normal regular season. But let's just pro- let's prorate it. Let's just say, like, okay, well, do you expect Noah Syndergaard to be healthy for 100% of the regular season, 75%? Like, what... What's your health grade on Syndergaard? Because for me, I don't have any questions about the skills, even though I know he's only throwing two pitches when he came back. A whole offseason to fully prepare. And the one-year deal, he's, he's betting on himself. I actually like that quite a bit. What are we talking about here in terms of, of workload? I think that's what ultimately determines whether or not he's a good value in fantasy and whether or not you want to have him as a probably like an SP3 type this year coming off the, the long layoff. I see him at 75%. Not a 75% performance rate, but I see him hitting whatever 75% of, would that bring us to? Like, one, I don't know, 160? 
Yeah, so like, okay, so you're saying in a, in a normal season, if we do get a full season, you'd expect Noah Syndergaard closer to like 150. Well, let's not let's not play Nostradamus with it. Let's just assume full season until we get news that it's not a full season. That's how that's how I'd like to proceed with this because otherwise we're going to spend a whole lot of time talking about owners and players. I don't want to talk about that. I mean, maybe some people want to talk about that, but I, you know, I, I, screw that. Like, let's just assume it's a full season. Let's move forward. I mean, the only the only thing I would adjust for that is if someone's coming off of injury and not back till May first. Then we can give them a little bit of a bump, maybe because the season might start late. But for me, I, I freaking love it for Syndergaard. I love that he's going to California. I love that he's going to a new team away from the Mets. Um, I, I just, I, I think it's great. I've always been a fan of his. It was one disappointment I had with Steve that he didn't get Syndergaard um, because I really wanted him like bad, really bad. But but it was tipping to a higher price. It was going to 15, which then would means if he did come back fully, he'd keep him at 20 next year, which is still a reasonable price if Syndergaard is what Syndergaard is. I look at Syndergaard the same way I look at Frankie Montas. They're big, fast-throwing pitchers where the ball moves weirdly. Give me a lot of that. Give me that action. Give me give me a SP3 of Syndergaard in an auction, pay $13 for him. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm, I, and I'll fool me three times. I'm still all in. Same thing I am with Buxton. I'm all in. Give me Buxton. I'll take him. I'll take him. You worried? I want him. Injury problems? I want him. That's how I feel. I thought Syndergaard would be 11 or 12. I didn't realize he was going 15 plus. He went 14. Um, but that's again in keeper. So like yeah. I think I think in just a redraft, he'll go 11, 12. But if he comes up healthy in the spring training that I expect that we're going to have, then you're looking at a guy in the high teens if you get to the end of March and he's doing Syndergaard stuff. It's just the stuff is so good. I couldn't hit that. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. DVR. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wrote a really good piece. Uh, we're looking for the next Robbie Ray. One of the guys he mentioned was Andrew Heaney. Um, what's that going to look like? I think the thing with Heaney is... It's location strategy, right? It's it's how do they change what he's always done in a way that keeps him from having home run problems yet again? We, we know Dodger Stadium is one of those parks that actually rewards well-struck balls um, more than we thought in the past, right? More hitter-friendly than it used to be. But if you look at Andrew Heaney year over year, skills-wise, the only consistent problem is the home run rate. If you can get that down to a, a normal sort of level, you probably get an ERA, probably in the high threes, at least in the low fours. We've seen him do, I think, low fours one time. A 415 and a 120 whip back in 2018. That's pretty much the best full season we've seen from Heaney. I think he's got one more level in there that the Dodgers might be able to get out. So really it just comes down to avoiding some of those huge mistakes because he doesn't have issues with command. He's got a deep enough arsenal. He's got just enough velo. I liked this. I would have liked him if he would have landed in San Francisco. I would have liked him if he would have landed in St. Louis. Like There were a handful of other places, like maybe more pitcher-friendly parks and less savvy organizations in terms of how they handle their pitching, where I was still going to be pretty optimistic about Heaney. So uh, just to see him end up on a team that we really believe in for what they can do with their talent. That gives me more reason to believe that Heaney will exceed expectations this year. Ian, speaking of the Giants, Alex Wood and Alex Cobb are in that rotation now. Is that going to be uh, – is it like anything they touch turns to gold at this point? Give me Wood, lose me – well, I mean, but see, I, I want to say something about Heaney. Okay. I have a, I'm I have sorry, a, I didn't mean to I have that a, to you. Oh, no, no, it's all good. I have a, a kind of bias against pitchers who come to New York and suck. 
and Andrew Heaney came to New York and he sucked. So I'm not touching Andrew Heaney. Doesn't mean he might not bring back eight dollars of value. I think he might. Uh, what? What about um? Oh, of course, Sonny Gray. Exactly my point. Sonny Gray is the is the so, poster child awesome. for this. Yeah, Sonny Gray is never on any of my teams because all I remember is him. Good old fashioned George Steinbrenner like spitting the bit because that's what he does. Um, there, there are other guys in this area that I, I would be much more keen. I mean, look, you know, I say eleven or twelve dollars for Syndergaard. Syndergaard went in the sixteenth round of a mock recently, um, a twelve-team mock. But Clevenger went in the sixteenth round. Like, give me Garrett Whitlock. Give me Denelson Lamette over these guys. Give me uh, Adam Wainwright. Give me Ryu in the nineteenth. I'll take those guys over all those other guys that that we're talking about here. Uh, although I do like uh, I do like Wood. I'm not so in love with Cobb. That's right. that's how I feel. I, the guy that I think from the 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 Giants that I'm really keen on is Camilo Duvall. I, I we talked about him a lot in the uh, in prior seasons. That's a guy. Also, John Gray, get him out of Colorado, get him to Texas. Could be could be good. Like, that's where I want to go. All right, let's go to Texas. Do you mean like let's take the show to Texas? No, I just mean let's take John Gray to Texas because he signed a four year deal for like sixty eight million, I think something like that. This is a Texas did a bunch of interesting things. Yeah, um, did. I mean, obviously, Simeon and, and Seager were very high profile. Cole Calhoun was a little less profile. <laughs> um, John Gray, you just mentioned. I mean, it's that that rotation is still very iffy. But I mean, like Spencer Howard could come into his own. Uh, Dane Dunning, you know, was basically the centerpiece coming back in that trade with the White Sox. Um, they have an interesting. You'd think they might have done just like a little bit more with the rotation. They didn't. Um, but they got they it. That's yet. a very interesting team. Yeah, it's not over yet. I mean, they they still could do something, and they had, uh, yeah, the the guy I'm not sure about is uh, Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Where's he going to play? Because I was thinking third base, but but DVR's guy Josh Young is coming up to play third base. So there's not really much room at the end unless you throw him back behind the plate. But there's Jonah Heim there, and then there you know there, there's there's guys there too that that make it challenging. A guy a guy you should talk about. Here's here's somebody under the radar. Owen White, the right-handed pitcher for the Texas Rangers, really 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 was good apparently in the AFL. Um he he really he really did well. And that's an under the radar guy who 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 kind of brought it in the in the uh in the in the fall league. Did you see him DVR when you were there? I didn't go to the fall league, but I I think he won what pitcher of the year for the league. There's some yeah. some award, and if you add him to a group that also includes Jack Leiter and Cole Wynn, they do have young pitching coming up to upgrade some of the spots in the rotation. I think you're probably right. They can't really be done with free agents, even if they're only going to just add a veteran or two. This is not a complete rotation as it's built. Kiner Falefa is likely a utility player at this point, but he can play all over, right? I mean, if you have the versatility to play catcher and play both spots on the left side of the infield, you can play anywhere else. So, you know, maybe he's a David Fletcher who runs more sort of player. Fine, that works. I think this team is also interesting, though, because when you spend like they do, when you decide you're going to start competing, players like Adelise Garcia, and of course his second half already presented some red flags for us. Adelise. His margin for error gets smaller. Their willingness to tolerate a player who is below replacement level for a prolonged period of time is much less now that they've been going out and adding other players, right? Because you look at Simeon and Seeger and say, well, those guys are going to push Garcia for playing time. Of course they're not. They're infielders. They play up the middle. 
but a team trying to win is not going to sit there and say, well, you're hitting 170 with a 250 OBP for the first six weeks. Cool, let's just keep playing you. Like there's there's much more downside for players like that as a team goes into this phase. Right, because Andy Abanez is also over there who I like an awful lot. Nick Solak, Leody Tavares is going to get another chance, which man, makes Leody a Tavares, lot. huh? Hey, man, he's still he's what twenty three years old at this point. I mean, he's been around forever, but I also I kind of like I'm such a fool for this. I kind of like Sam Huff a little bit. Kind of like Sam Huff. You got a new sound effect this offseason. Where's he going to play? Is he going to play like sometimes behind the plate and then <laughs> DH? Like, where? How does he fit? I don't know. I think that's a very, very fair question. I, I but I hate Willie Calhoun, so you know, <laughs> I, I, I give Willie Calhoun no, no, no love. I just don't like Willie Calhoun. I don't know why. Are you, are you guys going into the season assuming there's going to be a DH in the National League? What are the drafts looking like there? Like, are there some some fringy guys who might be? You know, otherwise utility types who people are like no, no, this is going to you know five hundred and fifty at bats are going to open up for him to take. There are some spots, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of teams though that are going to give that role to one player necessarily. Like there's there's a few teams that will, but I think more teams will just mix and match and use that as more of a floating spot in the first year of bringing it back. If you know we get it back, which you know, in reading some of the stuff about the CBA, which we don't have to get into at all. It does seem like rules changes are completely separate from money, and the fight is about money. Like the money fight is what's going to determine when the season begins and how many games we play. And the rules changes, they might be sorted out later. They might not even really be addressed the way we thought in this CBA. Yeah, I don't know. I, we don't, let's not get into it. Come on, it's making it's making Ian nervous. No, that's no, all right. I mean, I mean, when it's brought up that way, it, it makes some sense. But the the uh, Adam Duvall, like that kind of player. Like he, he, Dominic Smith maybe finds another home. I, I think it's gonna. I think it will definitely affect value. It'll be a lot more fun, actually. I think having a DH in the National League was one of the best parts of the 2020 season, at least for me. You know, but I'm I'm crazy. I actually like the extra inning rule too. Not in the not in the playoffs. Um. So, but you know, guys, somebody like Luke Voigt, who who knows where he's gonna be. I doubt he's gonna be with the Yankees. I, I just don't think the Yankees want him back because he's such a you know deficit with a glove. But um. You know, he could find a job on a on the Marlins as a designated hitter. Uh, you know, like they're, they're just, it, it, I, I think it's going to be good. I think it'll be really good. I think it'll make our game better. I think Nelson Cruz can play in the National League, which will be fun. That could be very cool, actually. Yeah. These guys will, these guys will get to play. So I was, I was looking something up really quickly and uh, got distracted from the question that I was going to ask, which was Hunter Renfro is one of my favorite offseason moves so far, going to the Brewers. I think he's going to hit a billion home runs. But uh, I guess assuming you know DVR, you're you're Mr. Brewers for the show. Is that true? Will he hit a million home runs? <laughs> I don't think there's another level there. I think he's just kind of a a simple Avi Garcia replacement. You know, I think that's the that's the player type that he is. Kind of uh, barrel high barrels, but low OBP. You know, big arm, not necessarily a great defender, even though he throws the ball well. Like just a, a tooled up guy with a few flaws and. For the Brewers' purposes, they're just happy to have moved on from JBJ, I think. They had to give up a couple prospects to get the deal done. But like if you said over under 31 homers for Renfro as a Brewer after he hit 31 last year with the Red Sox, I'd probably take the under and expect him to come in closer to 25, 27. Uh, now, that's a strange trade. That, that's a, that trade surprised me. 
Because Jackie Bradley Jr. is a Red Sox again? Nah, that that part made sense. I just was surprised they let Renfro go. He was such a valuable player for them last year. Like he really, he just seemed like, oh, there's your there's your right fielder for the next four or five years. But I guess, uh, you know, I, I, those prospects and and they wanted JBJ back. All right, God bless him. Everyone, you know, they they. It's always nice when a player comes back home like that. And they obviously wanted him. They went out and got him. A guy that I don't understand. I just read somebody's. Uh, somebody was talking about Trevor Rogers being like a ridiculously high dynasty value. Do you guys believe in that? I mean, do you? I don't trust it yet. Like, I just don't trust young pitching, really. But Trevor Rogers. I mean, is he a top one hundred dynasty asset? I mean, not in my book. I don't. Not in mine. I don't. Th- I don't think so. DBR. Could be. I haven't thought a lot about straight dynasty rankings in a while. I mean, I've got them. Ian, when are you handing yours in? I gotta, I gotta do that again. Maybe right before the new year or something. I'll do that over the break. Um, I won't be back yet. Wait until I don't want to. Okay, I'm, t- I'm technically on leave right now until. Uh, <laughs> wait for me to come back. Not, not like I don't you know, like. I just, I, I hate piling work on the guys who are you know carrying the load. Gotcha. Right. All right, no problem. No, yeah. no problem. But, but Trevor Rogers DBR. Do, do, do you like the Trevor Rogers action? I've got him 24th right now in my ah. redraft starting pitcher ranking, so wow. that probably translates to a top 100 dynasty spot when you account for the number of older guys ahead of him in the redraft rank. So yeah, I guess I'm oh. I'm in on that. I mean, I, what what gives you what gives you pause in the profile? Just injury, just injury, just young arms haven't really done it enough times to really pull it off. Hold on, now I'm like checking my old rankings which do need to be changed, to be honest. I mean, um, but where Trevor Rogers is, oh, oh, snap. Sorry. Oh, no, come on, man. (laughs) No, I have have him in a similar spot to that. Look at that. Yeah, all right. Good job, Ian. But I guess guess I've changed my my vision about that a little bit. I really have. Because I'm nervous. I'm just nervous about young pitchers. Any young pitchers who haven't, like, thrown 200 innings, like, it's just like, when are you going to break? But you're buying the guys who have broken already. Yeah, but there's something about like getting your heart broken and being able to survive. Do you know what I mean? Like, like that you once you've you've had the injury, you come back stronger. It's just that there's this dangerous moment in a in a on a baseball team, and it depends on where you are, right? There's there's some leagues that I'm competing in to win right now that it's just like I can't. I, I'm not going to trade the Max Scherzers of the world. But then you have a team where you're rebuilding. If you have a young pitcher, I'm trading them. First chance I get. First chance I get to get a young hitter. Because, look, Mike Clevenger was a $27 player going into last year. $26 player. He was kept in XFL for that price by Jeff Winnick. And then his arm went bye-bye. And it was made clear in December that he wasn't going to be coming back. And then he was useless. Just absolutely useless. He's on the wire. He's nothing. And that, that, that's what I'm saying is that it's just, I just think pitching, unless you're in a full compete mode, just trade your pitching, man. Cause they, I tried to trade glass now last year when we had him and, and Steve was like, oh, I love glass. Now you love glass. Now I was like, I do love glass now, but he could break any minute. It's like sitting on a ticking time bomb in that game. So, you know, that's why I, I lo- actually, I love it now. Cause we dropped him when yeah, we dropped him and then we got him back for $15 less than we would have kept him for. So that's kind of perfect, but that's that's just my concern about um, Trevor Rogers. That's it. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, can we just really quickly hit up your favorite knucklehead, Clint Frazier, going to the Cubs? I think that's great, actually. What do you yeah. guys think? I yeah, that. I think I, mean, I love it. Everywhere he goes, I'm going to love. I think it's great. I think it's a perfect spot for him. Because now he gets come into a team that is on the full rebuild. Although I didn't understand the Stroman pickup there, but he comes in full rebuild. He get he'll get a chance to play every day as long as he does decently in spring training. Hopefully, he gets his eyes f- fixed or whatever the the problem was. I think I think it's a great outfield five option, don't you, DVR? I like it because they had plenty of playing time to give him, so we're not doing the up and down thing. If he hits, he plays, and they'll just take whatever below average defense he provides and I don't think they're going to add enough people to the point where he'd be a part-time guy like even with the Stroman addition I don't think it's like what we're seeing in Texas where the Cubs are going to go after the lockout and add Correa and do more stuff right like they're they're looking at maybe 2023 2024 yes more than anything else but yeah it's a what could go right similar to the Jock Peterson addition you know this time last year I see a lot of similarities, actually, between Clint Frazier and Hunter Renfro. Frazier even walks more, but just a similar type of player in that when he connects, he does damage, Oof. right? He's got a double-digit barrel rate, three years running. I I think that plays. That's exactly the kind of player yeah. you should take a chance on when totally. they become available at a, at a minimum cost. And, and when it works, you get guys that end up getting multi-year deals later. I mean... What's the difference between Clint Frazier today and Avisail Garcia two or three years ago? Not that much, and I think that the well, the concussions uh, or the vertigo, whatever, whatever's going on with his head, is the only thing that scares me a little bit. He he just did not jive with the Yankees. I think David Ross as his manager is going to be helpful. Believe it or not, being in Chicago will feel so much less pressure than in New York. I think, this is going to sound crazy, but I think he's going to, he's going to look handsome in, in the uniform. Like I think the white and the blue is going to go well with the red. I think he's going to feel really comfortable. He'll feel more like a veteran. He always felt like a kid on the Yankees. Like, and, and no matter how long he stayed, he was always going to be the kid on the team. Um, and now he goes to Chicago. He's got, he's got more experience than most of the people who are going to be playing in that outfield. You got Frank Schwindel. I mean, Patrick Wisdom. You know, I, 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 I think that's something we should be mindful of. Teams on the rebuild – 
you go for those teams. You go at the end of your draft, you know, in the 35th round in a 50 team in a 50 round thing, go get yourself guys who are going to get playing time on bad teams because then you get what Schwindel did and you mash for two months. I, I, I think this Clint Frazier thing is going to work out. I haven't been more hopeful about him in a long time. I don't think you've ever been hopeful about him. No. Yeah, no, I never really liked him. Never. But I think this is an opportunity for him. I know I always, I always traded him. Like he was a, back in 2000, yeah. I think he came, I think he was drafted in like 2015. Don't yell at me if I'm wrong. Could be 14, could be 16. Some, some, no, 15. I feel like it's 15. And I used I'm, to, we're like, not going to fact check you here, man. Just, you know, I, somebody on Twitter might fact check. But, but what, what, what happened was people, he was a trade chip. He was a top four pick in the first year player draft that year in Dynasty Leagues. And getting Clint Frazier, I would trade for him and then I would trade him again really fast. So he was he was like a nice a nice moving piece. I Pass love through. trading. God, I love I love I love fantasy baseball trades. I haven't okay. done enough. I haven't done enough of them. DVR, uh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. Whoa! What a weird what? answer. Really? Really? Yeah, I think so. Wow! Why? Holy smoke! Yeah. Well, hey, I'm not gonna you you're calling out Cannonball Run two for God's sakes. At least Home Alone two is is pretty good. I didn't say it was my favorite uh, movie. No, you of all said time, it was better than Midnight Run, which is just uh, hard. It might be. I said I liked it better. I didn't say it was better. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's a fair point. Uh, can I give you my favorite one? Yeah, I was going to ask you next. It is. Uh, I have to say this because I'd never seen this movie till I met my wife. And then she said, We have to watch this movie on Christmas Eve. And I said, Okay, what's the movie? And she said, We have to watch It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve. I was like, I don't want to watch It's a Wonderful Life. How does Ian Khan actor? Never Nazi, saw it. Uh, Never saw it till I was 31 years old, and now I guess I've seen it 18 times since because I watch it every <laughs> single year on Christmas Eve. Love it. I love That's it. Adorable. Makes, me, makes me cry my fool eyes out. Nope, 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 nope. I want a big one. That's my... Yeah, maybe I'll do a Jimmy Stewart. I could just do Jimmy Stewart also. Nah, it's all right. I'll still do my Ariel Cohen. Right? I don't is. want Ariel to feel bad about things. <laughs> it, lasted, <laughs> it lasted 18 minutes. No, it was a little bit longer. It's a wonderful life, too, featuring oh Ariel Cohen. Oh, my God. Cohen. That's the best. If I could really get a Jimmy Stewart down. Wow, now, 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 now. Ariel. Ah, wow, Mr. Stewart. You know, no, I'm going to stop here. I guess I, I got to figure this you out. You got 18 days to perfect it. <laughs> I'll see if I can make this work. Oh, Ariel. That is so funny. He texted me. He said uh, that he, God, no, forget it. We got to move on. Otherwise, I'm just going to start doing our old Cohen impressions. I'll do it after the show. I'll tell no, you. I thought we were all, please. I mean, people, people love it. Like you say. <laughs> no, it's a, he's like, well, you know, I mean, I, I, I've got to put in the F, FSWA award uh, nomination. I have my choice of a lot of good people. I'm thinking about using you or, or, or maybe Vlad Sudler or, or DVR. You know, I mean, they're, they're really all great. Uh, Nando, Nando's super fun. So, I mean, listen to, do me a face. What he said. Oh, you know he what? Said, I forgot about one of those are due uh, in a couple weeks. Two weeks from today. Oh, wow. Okay. DVR, are you taking care of us or uh, do we have to do this uh, me and Ian on our own? Oh, you guys are on your own. Oh man! You know, you know why? Because raising barrels. That's one. That's one that's getting. Jeez, oh, yeah. That's that's what DVR has been busy is just cutting the cutting the rates and barrels yeah. real for <laughs> He's the not wrong. The, rates, the rates and barrels super cut has been in the works for six months now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> DVR doing... never took any notes on what's good in our episodes. No, 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 you don't do a cut. You just send one episode. Is that right? I think you do a cut. I think you can do whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> you actually have the option of sending a cut. I have always, for any show no. I've nominated, have always just sent. What I thought was one of the best episodes, hopefully the best episode we did of that show 
Well, that last year, year the, I think the reason we were nominated was that was the episode where DVR got really mad at his team in OOTP. That was the episode that we sent. What are we going to do? This? We got to figure out what we're going to do this year. We got two weeks to figure it out. All right. Well, I'm not going to go back and listen to all of them, but that's what Ariel wanted me to do. Well, I'd like you to do is go back and listen to the episode you did in April and then listen to the one you did at the end of October and you can help me decide which one you want to do. I said, no, I'm not doing that, Ariel. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you just figure out what you want to do. That's fine. I can't believe. Wow. Good thing you brought that. Good thing Ariel brought that up for us. Yeah. I didn't realize DVR was going to sandbag us with the FSWAs, man. That's pretty much I think it's fine. I'm pretty sure you did it last year. No, no. No, I don't pretty, think I did. No, I'm pretty sure you did. No, I, I will most definitely nominate the shows. Like I, it's a I'm producer's just, job. Just messing with everyone. Uh, all right. That oh, makes me feel better. Yeah. Check your text messages. <laughs> my feelings were a little hurt right there. I was like, all right, wow. I guess um, I'm, I'm leaning into this. This is this is year three of four. the DVR loves rates and barrels more than under the radar. This is joke, year so four, bro. Lean into it. This is year four. This is year four, and I just said bra like I was something beyond who I am. But this is huh. year four of our show. Rates and barrels isn't even a fantasy show anymore. You're mainstream now, man. They are. It's yeah. true. You're big time. You got you got Brit. They have they have DVR and they have uh, they have Eno. They they it's a great show and we're lucky. We have a great show. Everybody's happy. People like the show. People like their show. It's very good. It's good for the athletic. It's good for it's good for us. We enjoy doing it. We enjoy hanging out with each other, seeing each other's face, and you know making making us feel bad about our midnight run experiences. Oh uh, look, you there. know what? One of us has watched all of Turn and one of us has watched Midnight Run. So that is true. DVR. You, that's true. That's true. And and honestly, DVR, all you got to do is watch Minute Run. You can't even watch Turn anymore. It's so funny. Turns off Netflix. Oh, and no. They just, yeah, they just took it off after like six years. Such a good show. Like Paramount Plus or something? No. Nah, for, for, for Turn, no. Done. Can't watch it's it AMC. Tubi. It's AMC. Plus can't get on Tubi? No, it's not there. You can't, you, cannot, you can't see Turn anymore. But you can see Midnight Run because I think it's on HBO Max. And did you watch it on Peacock? No, I think it's on Peacock. And that's also on HBO Max. So I had to sign up for Peacock uh, to watch Sunday Night Football. So I, I just canceled it again. It was four ninety nine a month. And I got Paramount Plus for uh, T-Mobile, for being a T-Mobile customer. And I got HBO. I got all of them now, basically, at this point. It's fun. So I, I don't like know it. where it is. My only problem is, you know, you know, I'll tell you, my new obsession is... Yellowstone? No. No, 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 no. Not Yellowstone. Um, Shark Tank. And I know that sounds silly. But <laughs> okay, on to the next player. We, all right, <laughs> what? You know, we've so gone good. too. We, all right, we've gone way off track at this okay. point. Wait a minute. Have you, have you turned Shark Tank into a drinking game? Are you watching it ironically? I mean, I watch old game shows, and I and no. I enjoy the hell out of those. Are, are you actually enjoying Shark Tank? Very much. I really am. I'm. I'm. Well, I'm also in the process of creating another TV show that has Shark Tank vibe to it in a small way. So that kind of pulled me in. But like now with DVRs. And I don't mean the person. You could just fast forward through commercials so quick, and then it's like I really like that show. I uh, really the whole like show is show. commercial, Ian. Yeah, I know. I, I uh, end up looking up every every single thing. Nicole and I are like, Nicole's like, you got to look it up. Are they still in business? And then I like I buy stuff. <laughs> they have this thing. There's this one thing, and I got to sign on a mailing list, and I get an email every two seconds. I'm not going to give them even a plug after what they've done to me. But um, they have cookie dough called Dope. I just gave them a. D-O-U-G-H-P. That has to be Nando because there's no sirens in DVR's town. Oh, you can hear those? My bad. Yeah, no, it's fine. I'm in my garage. I knew it wasn't in California. Um, but, but oh, man, I, I really do enjoy it. And I, I like Kevin, who's Mr. Wonderful, that dude. He's just really good to watch. Mark Cuban is, is really interesting. <laughs> I really like Lori. I think Barbara's a, the worst. 
Just Barbara's the worst. A Barbara Corcoran, not a fan. Not oh. a fan. Really happy to say that live. <laughs> is that Derek Van Riper laughing? Come like on, that? man. Is, is this real? Yes, it's real. Sorry. It's been a while. I don't know what's happened. When did you turn 65 yeah. uh, and move to the suburbs? No, man. Hey, look, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm and see now you guys have totally screwed this for me. So now I'm gonna turn it on and be like, wow, they're gonna make fun of you over Shark Tank. And I'm not gonna watch as much. I've really been enjoying it as a nice little break from my work. All right. Now do Ariel Cohen talking about how much he loves undercover boss. <laughs> see, I thought you were gonna do a Shark Tank pitch as like your new bit where you were just gonna say ridiculous things like you're pitching the oh sharks. Oh my god, I could totally do Ariel Cohen doing a pitch on Shark Tank. That would be the best. Or you could do Washington pitching something nah, to the Sharks. That's, that's not. Uh, that's Washington not could be one of the Sharks. Washington, no, Washington. That's in it. That you just did it. That's the one. Washington is the Shark. And Marty Decker can be the voiceover. <laughs> That's absurd. That is so that is that is so inside baseball, Ian Khan, like nobody cares. But I will say there's no, something Ariel, crazy going on in my backyard, man. Yeah, I dude. Hey, do you need to yeah, like, Is there a fire out there or something? No, you know, we're on a we're on a road. So and the road like there's the, the fire department's right on the road. So they're probably going oh, we, we have roads too. Yeah. Well I mean, like a main road. I don't know. Like a, you know do, a, do, do you know one guy that I, I'm sort of surprised that everyone's so down on, but I kinda get it is Eloy Jimenez. Where are you guys on Eloy? I still love him. Wait, people are down on him? Yeah, who's down little, on him? A little bit. They're a little bit down on him. He's falling. Uh, where is Eloy Jimenez? Where was he taken in this? In this, Where is Eloy Jimenez on this? Pick 69 overall if you look at NFBC since November 26th. That's what I mean. Wouldn't you have expected that he would be higher? Where is Alberto Mondesi right now? You can't compare them. Mondesi is, Mondesi is a guy who good for steals. 46. Yeah. Yeah. So people That's are, not fair. Well, I mean, I guess, but I mean, where's Randy Rosarena? That's fifty-five. Wow. Here's no. Here's here's the comp. Nick Castellanos, like Nick Castellanos, is going at fifty-eight. Uh huh. It's not even a team yet. Eloy's going ten picks later than that. What's the difference between those two players? Who are you taking? Castellanos doesn't have chronic injuries. Uh, I, that Eloy injury is more like. Random bad. crashed into the wall and hurt himself awkwardly, like kind of a accident sort of thing, right? It's not the the hammy that he's always straining, running the bases, or one of those kinds. It's not Josh Donaldson's calf, or you know, oh. stuff. You know, those recurring soft tissue things versus the reaching over the the, fence the occupational and... hazard type things. You know, I, I, and I granted the Jimenez injury was bad, but I, Nick Castellanos is the kind of player that I I can't ever pay. Full never for never I can't do it never could not care less sorry I'll be interested in the down years like if he has a down year and he falls seventy five picks like this time next mm. year yeah okay sure because he'll probably play every day and he'll be underpriced because of an injury or some some slump or something but man, I just is he gonna be any better than he has been no and he's never gonna run like that seems impossible he's never gonna run never he'll never run i mean eloy won't run either i just feel like there's another gear for eloy i'd take eloy over castellanos like call me stupid call me wrong i mean castellanos in this mock that i'm looking at was taken with pick hold on let's let's do the math like it's 36 like 47 that's crazy to me man i'm not a fan of that not for me not for me i'm not digging that how come? 
Like, isn't there something to be said about the consistency of Castellanos? I mean, and I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm not being. I'm just being. You're not wrong. Here. You're not wrong. I, I. I think I'm. I think I'm. I don't know. I just don't buy it. I guess I don't buy it. I don't believe it. He's 29 years old. I mean, well, I mean, look at that. 34 home runs, 309 batting average. Well, it's not so bad. That's pretty damn good. And if I think, <laughs> look at me like changing, like change, turning the boat around in the middle of the sentence. 136 OPS plus, 362 OBP, 576 slugging. It's pretty good. But he's not going to be back in Cincinnati. We know that, right? I mean, he's not going to be in Cincinnati. Yeah, right. They're not those, spending money. They're not he was, spending. He had good numbers as a tiger. Yeah, and they have a they have a lesser park. You know what? I rem- I think that's why I'm down on him. Wasn't there a story about Cassianos a couple of years ago where like he kind of quit on them and he was like, "This sucks. I, I don't know. I don't want to play here anymore. We we suck, and I, I I don't like it. I just don't. I don't like that. Was his personally. father involved? I, I don't know. I could be wrong about that. And if I'm wrong about that, my deepest apologies. So. But when he did get traded, he got traded to the Cubs. That's it. He got traded to the Cubs. He hit with the Cubs. And then 2020, he really struggled. I don't know. I'm not paying for, for that. I'm not going to pay for Castellanos. I think there's nowhere to go but down for the home runs because yeah. I don't think the raw power's going up. The park factors worked as well as they possibly could for him. I'm looking at it. There's an expected home runs by park chart for every player on the Baseball Savant player page. And of course, you know, expected home runs isn't even actual home runs. 39 expected home runs in Cincinnati is the highest of any ballpark in the entire league. There's a few other parks yeah. where you'd have been in the high 30s. You know, Yankee Stadium is among them. Really? Uh, but there's a bunch of parks where it says he would have been a high 20s guy again. And I think that's more or less what he is. He's a good player. This is, I'm not, not going to say he's a, he's a bad player. How's his defense, TBR? I, I don't really bad. know. He's a bad defender. He's a, he's a DH masquerading in the outfield. Yeah, because he was a third baseman originally. The thing I yeah. liked about him was that he didn't wear batting gloves. That was always the thing that I was always like. And there was that old story, Marcus Potter, when I traded Ian Kinsler for Nick Castellanos, essentially. And Marcus Potter calls me up and he goes, Nick Castellanos? Nick Castellanos? You traded Cushing, Ian Kinsler, for Nick Castellanos? I was like... Yeah, I guess I was wrong. Huh? It was my first year in that league. That's 2012. That's how far back he was, and he was a top prospect. He was a top ten prospect at the time. He was. He was. He was pretty good. Who else we got? Who else we got? Oh, so I'm, just, got I'm doing a deep dive on this Nick Castellanos thing. Uh, he did say some stuff, and Al Avila was upset that he took it to the public. Okay, I had some memory of that. <laughs> I, I think yeah. he was like cordial about it, but I think he just took it out when he shouldn't have taken it out and kept it internal. But I don't think he was like, this team sucks. Let me get out of here. I think it was just a... All right, Yoshi, Yoshi Susugo. 30, 30 home runs, over under? Under. You're crazy. Sorry, not no. Uh, under. Way under the radar. Way under. Although, Colin... Rugnet Odor, 25 over under. I mean, God, boy, does he suck. He's I going mean, to Baltimore. Boy, He's going to Baltimore. Yeah, but boy, is he a bad, bad, bad hitter. Like... He, one thing he does really well, having watched Ruffin and Odor, just two things really well. One, when someone else hits a home run, he's great at jumping out of the dugout. Love that about him. Really do. Uh, two, and then three things he's good at. Second thing he's good at. When a catcher's coming out to talk to the pitcher or pitching, anyone's coming out, he's the first one there. Like he wants to be, he's, he's like Kevin Hart at the All-Star game. Like he's just always talking and always doing stuff. And the other thing he does really well, which is not, this does not include hitting the baseball, is when he does hit a home run, his like Reggie Jackson like drop of the bat is quite, quite impressive. But that happens so very rarely. 
Um, great spot for him in Baltimore. Uh, you know, if 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 you've got average covered elsewhere and you want to pick up Roughnet O'Dor for the possibility of 25 hard, yeah, I can see that happening. I mean, he's just bad at hitting and not great at, I don't know, just not great. But he's going to play. He'll play. Uh, Differ, how do we feel about Dylan Bundy? On, off, on, off. Is this is this a, a good year for him? 36th round pick. I'll take a flyer. I'll take a flyer. I think he's uh, a streamer and not someone we're going to be using as often as we did in the shortened season ever again. Like We're, we're never going to have a point with Dylan Bundy in mixed leagues again where we're thinking, hmm, maybe he's a top 25 starting pitcher. Like That, who that is, was fun while it lasted. Here's, a, here's but, a question for you. Who is this year's Dylan Bundy? The guy who was really good this year that everybody is like... Robbie uh, Ray. No way, Robbie Ray is so much better than Dylan Bundy. Stop, Bite your Robbie Ray's got to. Well, he's got. He's going to have a high whip. I mean, he's not going to suck, but he's going to have a high whip again. Oh, wait, the whip. Okay, the whip. His his high whip would be one two five. Was a pretty high, man, decent one three zero. Was a high whip. You want to go over under one three zero on the whip? Yeah, I'll I'll say over one three okay. six. You'll say one three six. I'll just. Wait, are we thinking one, of the same Robbie Ray? I mean, we're thinking of the guy who just signed with Seattle for four years and some odd many million dollars. Everything feels like sixty eight million. So let's just say that that was like five and one fifteen, wasn't it? There you go. Or five and one ten. Okay, a lot. so I'll take the under on the one three zero whip, and if I get him under one two, I'm going to Shark Tank it. Uh, then I'd like to win double. <laughs> How about that? Because I think it's possible that he's going to easily go under. Not easily, but I think his it's career possible. his career is 1.32 yes and do you remember what i said to you in spring training last year do you remember what i said in spring training because i know that the people who listen to the show remember because i talked about it and then i talked about it again at the end of the season i said he's found his command 26 out of 28 strikes and then what did he do during the regular season during the all season is he showed that he's grown as a player you're the big guy about guys who grow in the off season he's grown he's a real guy i'm not going to Spend a third round pick on him because I can't do that. After I spent three bucks on him in leagues last year, I'm not going to spend twenty five. But I believe in him. I would love to trade for him. Soon as he, soon as he has a little back issue, expect trades in dynasty leagues because I'll be, I'll be reaching out for him. What do you say, DVR one three zero? And Chris, you can take this down. <laughs> oh, there we go. Here we go again. We hey. can put our own, our own sheet bets down. But uh, we appreciate it if you're, if you're listening and doing that for us. Um, over under a one thirty whip for Dylan Bundy. Over. Oh my god! Thank you. This is Thank like you. the greatest thing ever. Okay, I want to put actual like money down on this now. I want to put down a full dollar, a whole dollar. I will bet each of you gentlemen a dollar, and if it goes over one four zero, I will give you two dollars. If it goes below one point two zero, you will give me two dollars. Is that a deal? Uh, so all I'm rooting for this season is for Dylan Bundy to just get smashed every single time he pitches. Like, you know, we're talking about Robbie Ray about. for this bet. We're not talking about Dylan Bundy for this bet. That's why I said Dylan Bundy before. I thought we were talking about Bundy. You're talking about Ray. Yes. 130. I, no, I'm under 130 okay. for Ray. I was going to say. Not even. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I'd I thought you were still talking bet. about Bundy. I'd take that bet. Okay. All right. You got a bet. Do you know what his whip was last year, Nando? Do you know what it was? Yeah, last year. What was it? The four years before that? Uh, forget it. What was his whip in 2020? Uh, really, really bad in 2020. Yeah, 1.90. Yeah, it was really bad. Okay, but do you know what his his whip was in 2021 where he played a full season and took a big step forward in, in, in spring training and dominated every start just about? Pretty much one, every start. 1.045? Are we looking at that the same That is page? correct. Yeah. 1.045 with 248 strikeouts <laughs> in 193 innings. That That is positively Ron Guidry numbers, brah. 
Again with the bra. Who do I think Where's I am? Where's that coming from? I, I am know, I am almost 50, guys. You're doing I'm that tongue flick thing, too. Nah, no, nah, that was I just dropped up. A lot. You, you did that nah. a couple times, yeah. I just yeah. did that there, yeah. That's definitely a Shark Tank, like, hey, slick. I'm out. Let me tell you how this is going to work. <laughs> this is my new way. Bring up a player. Just bring up a new player, please. Bring He's up, being immersive. Up. He's, this yeah. is method acting. Oh, here it comes. Yeah, that's me, method actor. Go ahead. Give me, give me another player. <laughs> just just say, say somebody. I can't wait. Are you just trying to change this? We've got to go, man. We're no, almost no. in an hour. DVR hates I, that. I, no, no, we're fine. We haven't done a show in six months. Uh, All right. How about uh, Jose Quintana? Jose Quintana? Pittsburgh Pirate Jose Quintana. Okay, here we go. Jose Quintana, I'm out. All right. Yeah, I was really never in in the last yeah. few years. I know, so. but I just wanted to say that. And for that reason, I'm out. And for oh. that reason, I'm out. That's what I did. I was doing my little Shark Tank. You have problems, it. man. No, I just really like the show. Jose Quintana. Actually, I'll tell you this. In a 50 round, I will take Jose Quintana in the 42nd round. That So that's not fully out because that's a place where you could see him having just a little rebirth for like two months. I could see it. He's going to get time in the rotation. Am uh, I missing any more compelling me, stories here? I, don't, like I, I got one for you. What yeah. are you going to do with O'Neill Cruz this season? In redraft, didn't w- mm, I might end up missing out? Came up in the last three days, four days, and hit like a monster, and not just didn't just hit well, but his exit velocity was like one eighteen. It was like Giancarlo Stanton speed, and everyone sort of went, "Oh, okay, this is what we've been talking about with this guy for all these years." And I just think he's going to be up. Depending on what happens with the CBA, blah, blah, blah. He's going to be the starting right fielder in Pittsburgh for a really, really long time. It's what Gregory Polanco pretended to be or hoped to be one day. I, I think he might be real. DVR, you want to give an answer on O'Neill Cruz? You're going to just stay. You don't think you're going to do that? Uh, I'm, he can run too, man. He can, he can do everything. Bases. And he should play every day. Mm-hmm. So pick 250 range right now. Probably going to dry. I mean, if we get any indication that he's going to have that job by opening day or right after opening day, he's going to jump up quite a bit. Maybe in in these early drafts and then have to back away when the price spikes. I could see that being the is right the pr- Where is the price right now? I'm going to guess around 240 This is a totally... 250 250 All right. Well, I guess yeah. I wasn't that ignorant. Bobby right. Witt. Is Bobby Witt going crazily early? It kind of feels know, like man. it. He's inside the top 100 right now. Is he really? Come on. Really? They waited mm-hmm. so. No. I mean, they they didn't bring him up at all last year. They, I mean, I would assume that they start, they tatis him and just go with him at the start of this year. And eh, I don't think so. Depending what the depending on what the new rules are. Yeah, it depends on the new rules. But even if he comes up, look, I got Kalenect in like two leagues last year. I don't. I don't want that again. I'm not interested. You know, he could be the guy who's. Where's he? Like one fifteen, one twenty, one twenty two. Witt is eighty four, and Kalenect is one twenty two. I think I would. Well, I mean, you don't have to pass on one for the other. You're you're one of the smartest players. Period. Are you spending the 84th pick on Bobby Witt? Maybe you are. I have not been in a position yet where I've wanted to do it. So probably no. What if he? Okay, so let's do let's do an auction strategy. You got to go that high. You've got to be like, yes, he'll be on the team early, and then yes, he'll be able to adjust to major league hitting, uh, pitching, without without a problem. Yeah, you know that's that's two yeah, that, big yeah. ifs, especially the way that's, they screwed uh, him last year. That gap is still massive. Like he had a great year in the minors, still young for the level and the upper level. He's still going to be. I think he's going to be a great player someday. He has a lot of ways to make value. 
I think once they commit to him, they're going to give him a lot of opportunities to be the guy. Yes, within his range of outcomes. You could look at Bobby Witt Jr. with the tools that he has and say, this time next year, he's a fringe first rounder. Okay, that's if you believe that's a possibility, yeah. you're absolutely in at his current ADP. That's how that ADP happens in the first place. Maybe, maybe. Because I... this is like, is this about where Luis Robert was going two years ago? Two years ago. If I remember correctly. That's, that's about right. But I mean, who would you rather have, Anthony Rendon or Bobby Wood Jr.? I'd rather have Rendon 10 times out of 10 for 2022 only. Me me too. 10 times out of 10. Who would you rather have, Christian Yelich or Bobby Wood Jr.? Bobby Wood Jr. Thinking more about it just because I'm worried about Yelich's health, but Yelich. Yeah, me too. I just, I would, who would you rather have, Bobby Witt or Jonathan India? Bobby Witt. Yeah, I think I could I could be talked into wit in that case if I'm choosing between those two. All right, I'm, I, 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 look, it, psh, God bless him, and I I own him in one dynasty league, so it'd be great to see him up. I think he, uh, there, although there's talk of him moving to third now, which will be good for this year because he'll have shortstop eligibility from his time in the minors last year, and then he'll add third base eligibility. And you know what I'm finding as we get as we get older in this game. That dual eligibility is so valuable, man. It's just so valuable. So you take somebody like Ty France, who in an OBP league, I, we Steve and I just kept for $9. If he wasn't first base and second base eligible, I'm not sure we would do it. But because he has that dual eligibility, it's just so valuable. Just It saves you headaches. It, could, it means you have to roster less, you know, less bats. You got to get some of that dual eligibility or triple eligibility. Somebody like DJ LeMahieu who I actually am buying will have a better season. It's that old it's that old adage, right? Like get the guys who had an off year last year and who are going to bounce back, who you believe will bounce back. I, I'm fully about that. Just get get the guys that you believe in who, who struggled last year. Get yourself Blaber Torres. You believe it's going to work. One guy who doesn't fall into that category for me is Blake Snell. I don't want Blake Snell. Do you guys want Blake Snell? I, well, I mean, I feel like he could have a bounce back. Like he's got this inexplicable crash, and like a couple years ago, whenever uh, I was it when was it the sixty game season when he had like the the pillar and a shower fall on his foot, and you could be like, well, he's messed up because of that. Um, like you know, last year, I don't, I have no idea what's going on with him. Maybe he's masking some kind of hurt elbow or something. But I still like Blake Snell until something weird. Like I mean, I might pay for it. Uh, because he might have been, you know, hiding injuries and like maybe he's been getting like these uh, plasma injections in the off season very quietly or anything. But like, when, for me, when you can explain an injury away, it's cool. The next year, what happened last year, I have no idea. You don't lose a skill, so I have no idea what's going on. So I'm the ergo. I'm back in. Ergo, boom, boom goes the dynamite. Here's one other guy that I really want to talk about because I think I'm going to end up with him on a lot of teams this year is Chris Taylor. I think Chris Taylor's going to play a lot. I think he's just really good at fantasy baseball. He doesn't play fantasy baseball, but he's good when he is part of fantasy baseball. I really like Chris Taylor. Okay. That's all I wanted to say. It's just another guy on this list that I'm like. Any more analysis? Yeah, and Kevin Gossman I sort of don't trust. Alex Bregman I kind of believe in. Anthony Rendon I think is is a value waiting to happen in so many ways. I'm not buying into Dansby Swanson. It's just too disappointing all the time. Justin Turner, I kind of feel like the, the screw has been turned at this point. I could what be list, wrong. What list are you going down? 
I'm just going. Uh, there's this. There's this mock draft that I have access oh. to. So I'm just literally just. I'm like, what's going tying all these the people list? together? That you're, yeah, you're bringing them all. I'm up just the seeing a guy here. going. Oh, Ranger Suarez. I believe in that. And Luis Severino. I believe in that. I really do. Ranger Suarez. Let me. I, I thought for sure that he was involved in a big trade or a Yankee at some point. I was way wrong. I, I don't know why I had that embedded in my head. Well, because I was talking about him a lot when he was the closer for the Phillies. And I was like, this guy can pitch. And then he became a starter. And I was like, well, now I, cause I picked him up everywhere. I was like, Oh, I can trade him now. Cause he's never going to be a great starter. <laughs> that did not go well. That did not go well. That might've changed to one. Um, uh, cocky, khaki, 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 Maki DVR. I was looking back last, last point. I was looking back at our auction from, from Maki in 2021. DVR, your auction was absolute trash. Yeah. He missed on everybody. <laughs> that's the, that's the Ariel no, 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 you're no. coming out. No, 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 no. He missed on I mean, if if we pull up what who he auctioned, no, there's a there's a there's a, a surprising story at the end of this. So I was looking, you know, because I was like, all right, what are prices in these keeper leagues? What is it in Maki? What is it in they're all different, right? They're all totally different. But as I'm looking over the the draft results from the 2021 Maki auction, I'm going through, I'm like, oh, this person did fine, this person did fine. I was like, who did that? This guy's the worst. Like, this this guy like he paid thirty five here all right I'm pulling it up now uh, DVR so I'm like oh this guy paid forty three for Rendon oh he's screwed thirty five for Strasburg oh this guy's a clown uh, he gave forty six for Lindor boy that didn't work out boy who is oh it's DVR oh he won the freaking league how did you do that DVR well, Posey at five. Come on, that was a good buy. I got yeah. uh, Will Smith and Classe for fifteen combined. Yep. They have about sixty saves. Yeah, but that's a hundred and like twenty bucks of absolute wasted value, and you still oh, won the league. It was it was a total disaster. That I made a, a bunch of trades. Yeah, I I traded and traded and traded some more. I mean, I had I had Marcus Simeon as a cheap keeper. I had Austin Riley as a cheap keeper. I had traded for Brendan Rodgers as a one dollar guy previous to. Last year, I had Otani on my team. Like I, I mean, I had a lot of other stuff already in place, but yeah, with the fifteen keepers I had, and then yeah. the prospects I had to trade away. Got it. Okay, so that was that was that's where I won because we didn't we didn't give up we didn't give up our our young guys at all. We didn't go all in this season. Like we kept Marco Luciano, we kept Tyler Soderstrom, Nick Prado, Nolan Gorman, Nolan Jones, Austin Wells. Like we kept all of those guys, and you did trade all of those guys. But it is amazing to me that even with that trash heap of an auction that you did, that you won, you beat us in a 16 team league and you scored 141 points and we scored 130, what? 38.5 or something. It's just the tip of the hat to you, bro. It's like, what, a, what an amazing job you did. What a strange way to tip your hat to him. Just fought off a bunch of bad decisions for, for once. Yeah. you won. I just, I was like, how did he do this? It doesn't make any sense. How many leagues are you guys dropping next year? I'm going to try and drop half. I think I was in 12, and I think I'm going to try and get down to six. Are you guys, I might reallocate some leagues. I might shift a few that are not for money and turn those into money leagues or something. Right, not counting yeah. NFBC. I, like I, my NFBCs are different. I, you know, I do them with a Vaccaro. I got a co-owner. We're good. Nah, I, I don't think I, I think I've I've dropped enough leagues. I think I'm at a place where everything's quite manageable. All keepers and dynasties have partners now so it's it's fun no no no. I'm, I'm good and then i do tout on my own and i do labor on my own um i think that's about it yeah and then everything else is partnered so it's on my partner 
to to make sure that everything and I, i've got great partners i got robert mershak oh got wilson caraman got got our, our our favorite pediatrician in the wide world dr thomas scott you know we got i got a lot of and i got steve uh steve gardner so it's fun I, i'm not i'm not dropping any leagues nope. pediatrician of nope. the year pediatrician of the year uh for the for the upper uh, capital region all right that's it that's the list oh whoa whoa this i mean th- you got one more you want to throw? Go well, no, I was going to say, like, I mean, why can't you just let him be pediatrician of the year for, like, you know, the world? Why'd you have to just, like, immediately, like, magnify glass right on, you know, upstate New York? One time he told me something. Disrespectful. About no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. I was, I was making it a little bit more realistic, right? Because if I said he's pediatrician of the year for the entire country, no one will believe it. But if I say for the capital region, that sounds reasonable. It's not the capital region, actually. It's upstate. Is it not? Yeah, central oh, New York. Upstate, yeah. Yeah. Uh, central New York. We, we're down here in New York. We're, we're actually in New York. Syracuse is like, you know, it's, it's like. It's like watch, <laughs> watch your words. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I got a guy. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, we should probably go. I don't know. You think we should go? Ian, by the way. It was fun. You should, uh, well, I guess I can tell you this off air, but, you know, to the bet of everyone else, Christmas in Connecticut and uh, the bishop's wife, you might like. Oh, the bishop's wife! You've talked to me about this movie. Yeah, is it who's that? Who's that with? Is that Clark? also Kevin Costner? Let me tell you something, man. Clark Gable, and I never oh, knew. Wow. Like, you know, when people are like, "Oh, Clark Gable, oh, what a, you know, movie star." I'm like, "Yeah, right, whatever." And then you watch the bishop's wife, and then you're done with it. Like, who was that? that was Clark Gable? Wow, that guy's amazing. Like, it's really weird. I you guess, know what you'll way. find with those old actors? Those guys were good. Yeah. The good ones were good. Yeah. It's like the yeah. old baseball players. Like Joe DiMaggio, he'd be good now. Mickey Mantle would be good now. Hank Aaron would be good now. Clark Gable, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart is like a master, man. He's just so good. He's really good. Well, Jimmy Stewart good basically actor. Tom Hanks, right? Like, yeah. yeah, I guess so. I yeah. guess Tom Hanks would be the, the modern day Jimmy Stewart. Nope, 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 nope. I want a big one. It's weird that you can do a better Ariel Cohen than Jimmy Stewart, and like everyone can do Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. That's a strange. That's a strange uh, quirk. I, I will say, like, I, I get on with uh, I forgot who. Oh, with Tristan. I got on with Tristan, and I played him. So I'm talking trade, and we finally we 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 make the trade. Tristan, nicest guy, really the nicest guy. And so we speak the next day, and we're just talking about it. And like, uh, he's like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure either, but I feel good. And he's like, Well, you should feel good. You got J Rod. And I was like, Hey, do you know Ariel Cohen? He's like, Oh yeah, sure, I know Ariel. I was like, Hey, you want it? You want it? You got you got 12 minutes. I'll play you four three minute episodes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He he, he literally. <laughs> peed his pants he's like that's so much fun it's so much fun and there's one that no one's heard because dvr blocked it yeah the, the new year one <laughs> DVR still tried to sad block about too. that no 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 he was just the one he was like it's just a little too inside baseball but why don't you know what it. you know what we should do and I, this would be awesome for our fswa nomination let's just send in those four conversations of george washington and ariel cohen and see what happens <laughs> oh, tell let's you just what. do it let's just see what happens it'd be amazing uh, oh man well, I tell you, you know, if you were really smart, what you would do is, I, you know, I did guest on your show, and, and people really liked it, and, and that was the original time that you actually heard Ariel Cohen, which is me, not really me, because more of a character. I mean, I'm not really like that, and George Washington. So, I mean, if I were you, if you really want to win or be nominated again, I would use me. I, I'll tell you, if you don't get nominated, you'll know why. 
Maybe we should use this show where at the 12-minute mark you said you've retired Ariel Cohen and you're going to try and find <laughs> someone new. You're just calling me a fraud right to my face. I'm not a it's fraud. It's like a soap opera character. Yeah, I just feel like just you're confused. Yeah. Dead and brought back to life multiple times. <laughs> it is. Exactly. It is but you know what? It really is fun to do. It just feels good. It just feels good to do. Because it's a real do. person. Well, no, it just it feels good to do. I'm gonna have to call her. Ah, it's about time you called. I mean, it's been a while, you know. I mean, I don't know where you've been, but I, I've been waiting for your call. I, I knew you'd be calling soon. The things to discuss. We should get out of here. That's <laughs> so sad. For the man who's taking his family to Florida just so he can drive there and back and make a bunch of phone calls, Ian Kai. That is true. It actually has happened. For the man who. <laughs> Who used to go to New York as a child to feed pigeons and befriend homeless women? Derek Van Riva. <laughs> I'm, I'm not an Afino. <laughs> Hope you had a good one. Uh, happy holidays if we don't see you uh, before before uh, before the Christmas and New Year's and the uh, end of Hanukkah, everybody. Be well. Bye. Happy Kwanzaa. Good talks. Don't steal my bits. Bye.